Good morning, everyone. We are in Exodus chapter 7, and we're going to begin the first of the 10 plagues today that God is going to deliver onto the Pharaoh and the Egyptian people. Verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I make you as God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. I was thinking about that this morning, and that you know God gave Moses who felt like he couldn't speak on his own, and he grows in that as time goes on. But you know, when someone comes to you with something bold, like to Pharaoh, hey, let my people go, which would seem like a crazy bold claim, if you come on your own, you, you, you're going to look kind of crazy. But at least when someone's standing by your side, it's like, okay, well, there's two people that believe this. And, you know, the, Jesus said, I, I send you out two by two. And I think there's something to be said for that, you know, um, even in, say, you're witnessing to someone, you know, if you have someone there with you supporting you in what you're saying, I think it it gives a little bit of credence to to what you're saying. So it's nice that, you know, Paul got Barnabas and and Timothy and and Titus and, you know, Moses got Aaron. So they are to go and speak to the Pharaoh, and it says that uh, Pharaoh's heart is going to be hardened. And that's really interesting that it's mentioned that several times, that God literally is hardening Pharaoh's heart. Now, I think he had a hard heart on his own, too, but God was additionally hardening Pharaoh's heart. And he is going to continue to not let God's people go through this series of plagues, and it won't be finally until the 10th plague that. Pharaoh says, go, and then even then he'll change his mind. But I think a couple things are happening here. One, I think God is wanting to show the Israelites his power so that they will have faith in him. Additionally, it says that he's trying to convince Egypt that he is really God. Um, In fact, it even says that in verse 5, the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the sons of Israel from their midst, and I noticed some more this morning that even some of the Egyptians and some other people of the land are actually going to flee Egypt uh, with Israel, and not that that necessarily was by design, because they're going to end up becoming a snare to the Israelites later on. But other people were beginning to become convinced that you know, God is real because of all these plagues. So the first thing that they were supposed to do, which wasn't a plague, was just to show those signs that God gave Moses with the staff and with his hand uh, earlier, as we read in the book of Exodus. So Moses and Aaron did it as the Lord commanded them. Thus they did, this is verse six, now seven, Moses was 80 years old and Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Work a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh, and thus they did, just as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men and the sorcerers, and they also the magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts. For each one threw down his staff, and they turned into serpents, but Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet 
Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them, as the Lord said. Now, I have great faith in God and that the, you know, God gave Moses and Aaron and this staff the ability to turn into a snake. I, 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 I doubt a little bit the uh, miracles of the Egyptian sorcerers. Now, I believe that they could do things and and even Satan can be involved in sorcery and provide power. But I think what's the way that I view this is that um, the Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He didn't want to believe. And he was probably very willing to look at the sorcery and magicians of his people. And if they did something even similar or somehow he could even turn a blind eye and say, oh, look, they can do the same thing. Then he could just simply discredit the miracle of Moses and Aaron. Now, perhaps they could, through Satan's power, do exactly the same thing. Uh, I just have a higher belief in our God and what he can do and and lesser a belief in these sorcerers. But, you know, sometimes when you don't want to see the truth, you won't see it, right? I mean, you can can be hardened and just not want to see the truth. We see that all the time, don't we, in Christianity? People just don't come to the Lord because they're not willing to truly seek, truly listen. And I don't think Pharaoh's in a spot right now where he's trying to truly listen and seek what Aaron and Moses are doing. Verse 14, Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he is going out to the water and station yourself to meet him on the bank of the Nile. And you shall take in your hand the staff that was turned into a serpent. You shall say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But behold, you have not listened until now. Thus says the Lord. And, and listen, to, listen to this. I love how Moses and Aaron are, they're doing God's ministry, but they're doing it and giving glory to the Lord. They're saying this is of God. Uh, you know, yesterday I, I called some people forward that have, either sick family or have some sickness themselves to pray for them. And, you know, yes, I'm a pastor and God has called me to minister unto people. Any of us can pray for people though. But I, it's like, I hope that those people are healed. I hope that, you know, uh, the man's leg who's had a, a problem for a very long time with uh, something not being able to heal on his leg, and then another young child or t- ten nine year old who had a big abscess in their knee, and I'm I'm hoping and trusting that God's going to hear our prayer and those things are going to be gone in Jesus' name. But the power is in the Lord. Yes, He uses His people, He uses His pastors, He uses His ministers. But it's like the power is in God. It's all glory to God. It's God who does the work. We are just his servants. And that's what Moses and Aaron are. The power is not in them, but God is choosing to use them. But they're wanting to point out that it's the Lord who's doing the ministry. And that's that's the right disposition to have. In verse 17, they say, Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the water that is in the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it will turn; it will be turned to blood. The fish that are in the Nile will die, and the Nile will become foul, and the Egyptians will find difficulty in drinking from the Nile. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over the, their rivers, over their streams, and over their pools, and over their all their reservoirs of water, so that they may become blood, and there will be blood throughout the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and vessels of stone. So Moses and Aaron did, even as the Lord commanded. He lifted up the staff and struck the water that was in the Nile in the sight of Pharaoh and in the sight of his servants, and all the water that was in the Nile was turned to blood. The fish that were in the Nile died, and the Nile became foul so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. And the blood was throughout all the land of Egypt. Then listen to this. But the magicians of Egypt, Egypt did the same with their secret arts, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said, meaning the Lord said that he wouldn't listen, and he didn't. Then Pharaoh turned and went into his house with no concern even for this. And again, you know, I, I don't know, maybe those magicians, uh, you know, could do something, but it's interesting. If they were just turning things to blood, didn't God already do that? <laughs> so, like, if everything was turning to blood, and then they did the same. Well, what where did they do? You know what I mean? Like everything was already blood. I just think Pharaoh's heart was hard. He didn't want to listen. And uh, so all the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink of the water of the Nile. Seven days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. So this went on for seven days. And apparently they were able to dig near the Nile and through the sand, they were able to get water to come up that wasn't filled with blood. So, you know, there was survival of people. They were able to find water to drink. But what an incredible miracle. Now, there is in, there is in history that the Egyptians had a lot of different gods that they worshipped. And the miracles of God here in the plagues were actually to discredit the gods of Egypt so that they would see that their God really had no power and that the Lord was the one who had the power. And they had a God that they called H-A-P-I, Hapi, and he was the God of the Nile. And they worshipped him for bringing flooding to the Nile so that they could... um plant crops along the side of the Nile. So this was a God that they worshipped. And it very much appears that, the again, the plagues that God brought out were to discredit these Egyptian gods. And I'll briefly share with you the Egyptian gods as we go through. Uh, again, this one helped provide per- fertile soil through the flooding of the Nile. Well, God turned it all to blood. He has power over their sorcerers and over their false gods. So may we continue in our journey in the book of Exodus. And, you know, this is God's power on display. He can do what he wants to do. And here he's showing us the miracles of his power. We can trust him.